and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I am Jasmine, your host, as you all know, because you keep listening to me. Um, today, I have a special guest, my friend, my friend, Pam Hall. Hi, Pam. Hi, Jasmine. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. People, Pam, I met Pam during a class that I we were doing with uh, Rob Cook, we were doing um, Unlock Your Health. And that's how we met. And Pam, uh, as you know, I have a conversation and I have a lot of thinking about weight, weight loss, moving, eating, all of that, you know, all the stuff that we need to do every single day. I have a lot of thinking about that. And Pam is actually a Weight Watcher coach. So you've been working with Weight Watcher for 15 years. Right, right. So we're going to have a conversation about, you know, what she's seen because Pam has lost 100 pounds and has been maintaining, maintaining the loss. So tell me a little bit, Pam, off camera, we were chatting about how there was something because you've lost weight before. You had lost 90 pounds. You said you lost 90 pounds twice. Right, right. So was that just a question like this? Was that before the three principles? Yes, yes. Um, Even the the losing the 100 pounds was before the three principles. So it's been like 18 years ago that I lost it. Yeah. Okay. And so now you're, you're inside this new paradigm that we're all talking about of mind thought consciousness can you share with me a little bit what you're seeing lately sure I'll be glad to so I was seeing that as a a Weight Watchers coach or WW is the official name now but as a coach I could see that there was a lot of science there's a lot of science that goes into the program and it's all around um what we eat, how we move, the importance of sleep, but mindset. And it's all the, you know, all of the science that goes into that. But I could see for me, even though I was a coach and I had all the tools available to me at my, you know, right at my fingertips, there was times that I was all in and I was doing it. And there was times that I wasn't. And so it was like there was one extreme or the other. And there was something about that that just did not feel right. It just felt, uh, I thought that if you were really truly living a healthy lifestyle, that you didn't need motivation to do it every day. You know, I could I could see that. And when I came into the three principles, it was because there was, I could, I knew that there was something deeper going on. And so, um, over the years, I think I've been in the conversation for about 15 years now. And so over the years, what I have seen, and this has been very recent, like within the last month or two, I have seen that because I had lost 90 pounds twice and gained it all back twice. And then I lost, well, I lost over a hundred pounds in the beginning. And then I started gaining weight back. And so yo-yo in some, but not the 90, it was more like 30 or 40 pounds instead of 90 or a hundred. So because 
um, there, there was just something that I could just see that there's something that just is not right. There's something that feels off. And so in the conversation and what I have seen in the last two or three months is that I was making maintaining my weight more important than living a happy life. And so because of that, when I saw that that's what the cause was, then all of the the struggle with food just kind of vanished. It's just kind of dissipated. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because there's something occurring for me around it. Uh, I, I don't, I haven't seen, like if there's one thing that I, I've been in the, around the principles for a long time too. And, uh, you know, I, there are things that I see totally clearly and there's things that I just, there's so much thinking that I just, I give up. I kind of like, I'm not looking this way. It's just too much. You know, I kind of give it up, but something, something is, um, occurring. I'm, I'm very, I'm getting very, um, aware of, the power of my negative talk. So since August, I've started doing that. I, I don't do WW. I just, I don't, I just don't want to do diets because I think they suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll agree. <laughs> um, so I've been, you know, looking for the, the thing that, that I'm just going to see, like you said, I think that once I've seen through it, it's going to naturally take, take care of itself. You know what I mean? But I, I haven't seen through it. Um, but the, the thing that I've seen this week, so I've started moving quite a bit. I, I, I do my, my Pilates every week. And, um, so I did within the, 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 span of four days, I did two classes. So on Thursday, I did a class and I was so proud of myself. Like I, I did this class and I was, I could feel the burn. And I was like, look at this, I'm doing it. I'm so good. Like, you know, I got out of this class and I was like, oh yeah, it hurts when I walk. Yeah, cool. You know, <laughs> it was kind of like, I was just so proud of myself. And then four days later on Monday, <laughs> I do another class. And in that class, I was just like, Oh, you're so fucking fat. And oh man, look at this. You can't even turn around. You've got trouble here. You, you're always in pain. Like, and it was just two worlds. It was just like totally two worlds. And as I got out of that class on Monday, I stepped out and I said, okay, I'm going to get myself some tequila, some margarita mixes. I'm going to get some chips and some popcorn and let's go. I'm, uh, I'm on it. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to congrats, celebrate the fact that I suffered through this and now, like I deserve this. And, um, obviously not so proud of that, (laughs) of that burst of craziness, but I could see how, um, it's, it, that's a pattern that I did in the past, you know, where I would just do these great efforts. And then one day I'd have this big 
bad day of hearing my negative talk so loud that I was just believe it, agree with it, and then drop everything that I did, you know? And um, I was talking to our friend Rob and he says, well, okay, so now you know. So just next time, don't do anything. <laughs> like just next time know that if you keep going in that swirl, you're you're going towards, you know, chips and popcorn, you know. And and what I'm hearing and what you're saying, Jasmine, is that you are in two totally different states of mind. So one week your state of mind was pretty good. And the next week your your state of mind was down and so you were beating yourself up about where you were on the journey and we're going to be in different states of mind but our and when we're in that best lower state of mind we're going to have negative thoughts but those thoughts are no more real than they're no more real than your dog is being bad because she did the dog bathroom. Thing. Yeah, she did a dog thing. She used the bathroom in the house by mistake, or you know, whatever. Yeah, it, those kind that kind of thinking is not real. And the more you can recognize that, oh, there I am beating myself up again. And I do. A, I listen to a lot of Grace Kelly, and she calls it. Uh, she's, I think she said she got it from Michael Neal, but she calls it Bob, the drunk guy in your head, you know, that beats you, beats you up over stuff. And mm -hmm. so the more you can recognize that, the more you can separate from it. You don't. So because it's that negative spiral of the way you're treating yourself that makes you want to eat. You're mm -hmm. going to, you know, you're going to. You just you're just gonna want it because you're feeling bad. But you know, that's the only reason we've ever gone for it. Because yeah. we're feeling down on ourselves. Yeah, it's kind of like I've noticed that so so this this uh, intermittent fasting that I do, there's it's I have an app and I basically log, you know, my what did you eat? They're not saying what exactly did you eat? How many calories? They don't say that. They just say, okay, so what time is it? What did you eat? Was it healthy, unhealthy, or mixed? Um, and then they ask you, um, I don't know why I got there. I lost my train of thought. But um, I can see that they, they ask you for your mood. Like they inside, mm -hmm. they ask you for your mood. And um I, I see that, you know, a lot of the times I eat, I, I kept, somebody asked me, this is where I was going. Somebody asked me, are you an emotional eater? And I'd be like, no, I'm not an emotional eater, not at all. And then I start logging my, <laughs> I start logging in my app and I start seeing, okay, snack. Why did you eat the snack? Oh, it's, it was a craving or I like the taste, or I felt like it, or something, or I was bored. There's like the mm -hmm. I was bored thing. So I can see that there's there, it's kind of like my go-to. Uh, you know, I've been I've been single and living alone since I was 22. So it's kind of like, okay, I have never had 
the habit of like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go for a walk, which, you know, would be a good, healthy habit to have. Uh, no, my, ha my habit is, hmm, what could I eat or what could I drink, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and so that's what I've been doing. You know, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, that could be a good habit that I could have instead, you know, when I'm bored, instead of eating, I could go walking. Funny how we have our own answers, right, Jasmine? <laughs> yeah, we have our own answers, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd be willing to bet your dog would look to go out for a walk, too. Yeah, Georgia keeps telling me, my friend Georgia, she's like, she, I talk to her, I come online and the dog hears her and she comes online. And the first thing she says is, did mommy take you for a walkie? And I'm like, ah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. But it, it's like, ever since I'm telling you, ever since I was like seven, I mean, no, I never wanted to do physical things. Never. It was, it has always been a thing for me. And, and I can relate, Jasmine. I really can because I mean, you know, if I was over a hundred pounds overweight and I was a senior, when I was a senior in high school, there was a reason for that. And I didn't enjoy being active. I mean, doing anything physical, but whenever I did get that motivation to lose weight, you know, I lost a hundred pounds. I did. I was walking and my mentality was then because I knew that if I moved, it was going to help the weight loss. I will be the first one to say you cannot out exercise a bad diet, but activity will, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a walk. It could be anything to get you moving, but it doesn't, it's, it, it'll help to boost your weight loss. So, but not just that, it boosts your mood too. And when we feel better, it's easier to do better. It's so funny because as I'm listening to you speak, I'm thinking, you know, what I love about the three principles is that it's simple. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like super simple. Are you in the now or are you in your head? You know, right. It's, right. It's, and and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this whole thing and walking is simple, you know, yet I'm like, oh no, it has to be something else. Right. You know, like, like it is the simplest thing. Like I could just add walking to, to my life and it would totally probably transform me. You don't have, you don't have to go anywhere to do it. You don't, you don't have to have any kind of, you need a good pair of walking shoes, but you know, other than that, no special equipment, no, just go outside and go for a walk. Yeah. And I promise you, your dog will get to the place that she won't let you not go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And she has gained weight in, during the pandemic. She has gained weight. And uh, somebody came the other day and she's like, oh, look at the little chubby. And I was like, so insulted. Don't you dare call my dog chubby. Don't you dare. And I'm like, but it's my fault. Anyways, so yeah, so this is something hmm, new to to ponder. Hmm. But let me let me um, ask you again off off um, off camera. We were having a, a talk, and you did address it a little bit here. But I wanted to I wanted you to tell us a little bit about how. You had an insight about how you didn't like the way that you built your life. 
Okay. Okay. I had, um, over, over the course of the summer, my husband came to me and told me that, that he didn't like the person that I became anymore and that he didn't think he wanted to be married to me anymore. And so that was like, I mean, it caught me totally off guard. I was not expecting it. I mean, I had started to see how he was staying away from home all the time. And so I finally talked to him about it. And, and he told me, it's just, I don't, I don't think I want to be married to you anymore. And I said, well, do you, do you want to at least work on it? And he said, I don't think I do. And I was devastated. And even in the same day, I was able to see that I don't like the life that I have created for myself. And it, and it was like over the course of the years and it, uh, the last year or two, it had gotten especially bad, but it was like, I had made managing my weight because I didn't want to do that yo-yo, that 90 or hundred pound yo-yo anymore. And so I had made managing my weight more important than living a happy life. And so my life had become small. I was not going with him. We might go out to eat dinner once in a while, but we didn't go. I wouldn't go with him anywhere and wouldn't do anything with him. And matter of fact, I would get, I would be get uh, upset about, oh, he's a truck driver. So he would go to bed early at night. And if he stayed up a little bit late, I would get agitated because I couldn't wait for him to go to bed so I could eat. And I didn't want him to know I was eating, you know. And so so my life had become very small. And whenever he said that he was going to leave me, I, it was like everything else fell away. And it was like saving my marriage is the most important thing to me right now. And over the course of the six or eight weeks, three months, ever how long it's been since then, he has, it's like, I now I can see that I had created a, a small life trying to manage my weight where now I'm going and doing things with him. We've been kayaking. We've been uh, just going for drives. We've been, um, visiting with friends and it's like my whole life just feels lighter and freer and my issues with food have fallen away it's like they just disappeared so you had it like if I go out then I'm gonna eat or I won't be able to like well I, I don't think it was that it will now it may have started as that mm. but it was just that okay so because I would eat and whenever I ate I wouldn't eat healthy food you know I was eating just whatever I, it tended to be sweet hmm. or you know it tended to be sweet but I would just eat so much that I would be uncomfortable and because it was uncomfortable then I would beat myself up about it and then I couldn't sleep well and it was so it was like a, this whole big circle and, yeah a spiral and so then I'd be beating myself up more. And so whenever I thought he was going to leave me, I just, it's like that just ceased to be important anymore. You know, it was like I, I, eating didn't even occur to me anymore. It, because now 
over the course since things have settled back down with him, because now we are, I would say now, and okay, so that, that happened in July and it's November now. Um, I would say that our, our, our relationship is better than it's ever been. And so, but, but that's because I, I realize what's really important and that's living a happy life. And if he really did want to leave me, I wouldn't be happy. But I do know that that food won't be the the reason that I, I, I've been able to see that it won't be the reason that I'm I won't ever go back there to let food make my life so small. So what I was going to say that I got sidetracked, but <laughs> what I was going to say is that. Because I felt bad, then I was going for the the crappy food. And so, and then that just, it was making me depressed. So I was living life more depressed. And that's what in turn was making my life smaller. It's like, I didn't want to go anywhere because I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it. I just was feeling down. Like how you, how you expressed it. Uh, before when we were because that what I said to Pam those of you listening what I said to Pam is okay we better hit record because she was telling me a whole bunch of stuff and I was like but we're not recording (laughs) so one of the things that you said um, pre-recording is like you kind of saw how you were not in your life yes I, I, I spent more of my life in my head thinking about how I needed to be and less of my life living my life. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, yesterday I was, I am a paper planner person. I'll, I like my things written down on paper. I'm, I would love to be digital, but I'm just not. And so, especially about a planner, you know, I want to see things that I've got coming up. And so I was transferring stuff from my old planner to my new planner. And I found a note that I had made for myself last year in November. And one of the things that it said, the note I made for myself, I want to love my life because I'm living my life Mm -hmm. and loving the people in it. And that just, it, it was just like something hit me hard. And I, I cried whenever I saw it because I realized that that's what I, what I was wanting. I knew it then. I just didn't know how to get there. So the insight showed me that I was keeping myself small because I was staying in my head. I was living my life in my head and the way I thought things should be instead of just going out and living life. Yeah, the it's funny. Like sometimes we're we're looking for something we're we're like we've got something we've got this yearning for something and then we get stuck on the how but how so then we're stuck in here and we're like but how am I going to do it how am I going to do it how am I going to do it instead of just saying I want that and let me live in the now and look around to see if I can see it instead of trying to figure it out with your intellect right right Right. So, and most of the time, like 
every year, and I have stopped doing it now, but for many years, what I would do in November and December is I would sit down and just, I, I'm like you, I'm a paper girl, but I'm very digital. I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a computer geek. So I've got all of this, but I need to write. I need to put stuff on paper. And so I would write, I would, I called it my wish list. So I would look at every aspect of my life. What do I want here? And I'd write it down. I just write and I'd write anything that would pop up in my head that I'd be like, oh yeah, that would be cool. Oh yeah, that would be cool, you know? And I'd make myself a wish list. And, um, and then I'd close the book, never look at it again, you know? And my intellect would say, well, why the hell are you doing this? You know, you're not even making goal plan and then that, you know, like, cause that's my, that's my training. Like, you know, I've, I've trained in structures and how to structure thing and how goals work. And I got all that down, but my nature was like, no, no, just write it down. Let yourself, you know, and I think that's why the podcast is called dream it, dare it, do it. Just let yourself dream you know, dare to actually write down what you would like for the hell of it. Who cares if you don't get it? You know, just write it down. And, and what I found is that the year after when I like just opened the book to write down new ones, I'd go, wait a sec, that happened. And that happened and that happened. Oh my God, I never thought this would happen. It did happen. And it was really, really cool. The magic of just, just let yourself dare to say out loud what you really want. You know? I have found I've been a whole lot more likely to accomplish something by doing it just like that. If I set a goal and I set a smart goals that's something that that ww is big on and i'm not ditching that at all because it works for some people but it's got to be specific and specific measurable attainable realistic and truly doable you know all of the things and it's like that's wonderful and and i'll say it you know that i'll say that um that that it's really helpful for a lot of people but for me, it, it's always worked better to just point myself in a direction. And that's what we're doing when we're writing it down and leaving it. You yeah. know, I pointed myself in the direction of living a happy life because I'm living in my life and not in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out of your head and into your heart. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Pam, I knew we were going to have a good conversation. (laughs) So everyone, if you would like to talk to Pam, if you'd like to send her a message, um, you can write a message in the message box, of course, that you're going to see at the bottom of wherever you are looking at this or listening to this. Or I'm going to put also in the description, I'm going to put her Facebook. So if you want to reach out to her. I've already talked to her. She says that uh, you can talk to her. (laughs) Right, right. So is there anything that you would like to add? Is there anything that you're thinking of that you'd like to add? The only thing that really comes to mind is just 
get out of your head and into your life. Mm. You know, live your life in the now. Stop and notice what what what's going on around you. You know, notice the good in your life. And that's in your, the people in your life and in, in nature, in, you know, just wherever you are, there's always something good. And if you're willing to look for it or if you're willing to see it might be a better way to say it. If you're willing to see it. Very nice. Well, Pam, thank you so much for accepting my invitation. I have so enjoyed it. I've been an honor to, to speak with you, Jasmine. Thank you so much. So everybody, thank you for listening to us. And um, please make sure that you subscribe, you follow, you like, leave us comments, just spread the love. And I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want and have a good day. Bye.